0: Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast Season 2, Episode 6. Alongside Hunter Pulaski, I am Peter Garber. We are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. In today's episode, Hideki Matsuyama wins the Zozo Championship to the delight of Japanese golf fans and many in the golf betting community. Plus, we look ahead to the Butterfield Bermuda Championship, Brian Gay Week, and a field that is offering some great opportunity in the gambling markets we also talk a lot of college golf as several girls teams are in action right now including western michigan playing some great golf thanks for listening at the ticket on spotify and on apple podcasts if you are listening on apple podcasts we would very much appreciate it if you would go ahead and rate review and subscribe thanks for listening to the great lakes golf podcast season two episode six let's go
1: some of these top 20 odds are really, are really good. I really like some of these. There's only, there's only, <laughs> there's only four guys that are or even money or less to top 20.
0: All right, Great Lakes Golf Podcast, season two, episode, you keeping track? Six. Six, episode six. I am in studio in Petoskey.
1: If anybody listened to last week's episode, like right at the beginning when I first released it, I released it. There was two episodes. There was two season two, episode fours for um, roughly about an hour last last week.
0: Very nice. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah, so I do know what episode... I think we're on episode six now of season two. Very professional. Yeah, it was changed quickly.
0: Well, I can say now that I can see your smiling face that the uh, mustache is indeed a living, breathing thing. It's a little pet that you're keeping attached to your face, I see.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure what to do with it. Because I don't really... um, I lived my. I lived when I was in the golf business. I could never go more than a day without shaving. So now that I don't really necessarily have to shave, it's very nice to just not have to. I don't mind shaving, but it gets like it was in every. I could make it a, one day without because you had to be either clean. Sha- in my Florida job, I had to be a, like almost double shaved clean. Petoskey job could be a little bit more lenient. So to have a job now where facial hair is not really frowned upon as much as what it was in my previous uh, work spot or workspace i'm just gonna it's
0: just a totally new frontier for you huh just yeah a totally a uh, blank canvas because
1: so mac is going to grow out his hair this winter i'm probably going to grow my hair out too so we're going to see if we're going have a little we're gonna have a little grow off into next spring to see, see who has the longest <laughs> hair between the two of us oh <laughs> it's all said and well, done who's
0: gonna win that uh you're an adult person i I, ha- I have in inches or like Closeness to the shoulder.
1: Well, I think it would have to be inches because it would just be completely. <laughs> you have a it would be, be skewed. You have a
0: bigger head, more hair. I, I do. I do have totally a bigger unfair. head. But I'd like to represent Mac in this competition and lobby for some.
1: I mean, I certainly have, a, I have. I have He's a bigger tiny head.
0: Tiny version of you. Okay, so there needs, <laughs> The competition needs to be to scale.
1: He, he certainly has his dad's head though. He's got a big head. For 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 a young little lad.
0: So I'll say for any of you out there who have. Large heads like Hunter and I, Adidas golf hats, I discovered this past summer, fit the large headed.
1: Oh, see, I've never. Uh, it is. It's the Imperial XP two seven zero one. I think is there. Is that is the hat that, that is
0: highly specific.
1: It's it's that's the. That's I had.
0: the hat hat for large headed folks.
1: Yes, it fits very well. But I'm I'm glad you. Uh, well, as, as you know, I don't wear I don't wear hats. Typically I wear visors because visors fit anybody's
0: head. Because so I, you like to stand out and you like people to be able to see you from several holes away.
1: No, no, I mean not necessarily. It is it is it is simply it was a it was a I was up against the wall where I, I had maybe one hat that fit and if I my hair was long it didn't fit anymore. So I had to, I had to do something about it.
0: All right, so should we get into some collegiate golf?
1: You want to start with collegiate golf? Yeah, can we should because
0: it, does anybody really care about the Zozo?
1: No, not necessarily. I've
0: had to live with everybody just gloating about having the Hideki outrights. That's all I saw, all I can see in my Twitter feed every time well, I go to Twitter is good for winners, 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 winners. Good
1: for them. I haven't won a golf bet in what feels like six months.
0: I felt like I won something substantial just by having the plus 170 to top 10 on Hideki last week, which I gave out and which was... <clears throat> Obviously never in doubt, but
1: did you have some I thought you had some top tens that were who were the two guys that you needed the top ten and you said it would be a very, very good week? Did Matt they Matt Jones? Um, forgive me. What what place didn't Matt get Jones? It
0: done. Tied for eighteenth and DraftKings.
1: What about I'm uh who was your other guy? Bite gosh? my
0: tongue right now, but they gave me a dead heat reduction on a top twenty for a tie eighteenth, and I pitched a fit. So that's a pending they, customer.
1: They didn't give it to you? Or they were they asked. gave me to? a
0: dead heat reduction. Oh. You know what that is? No. So like when I got the outright on Kevin not to win without starting strokes mm-hmm. at the tour championship, he tied John Rahm. There's no playoff for starting for the total without starting strokes. It's irrelevant to the tour championship as, as it you know pertains to anybody but the gamblers. So technically they tied. They both won. They shot the lowest score. Uh, without starting strokes, they paid me a dead heat reduction in that case because technically he didn't—he he tied for the lowest—and so they paid me half, which I thought was reasonable. In this case, he tied for 18th. Now the next one stroke lower may have been a tie for 25th or whatever, because he tied with six other guys. But to me, T18 is a top 20. By, get by this pretty cut and dry. Every definition that of the that word. Stroke that that his total. So they should have paid me the full amount.
1: Clearly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it sounds like they're out to, it matter. sounds like they're out to get you. I'm I had,
0: at, I had kind of like a I took a bit of a step back on the weekend cuz I was set up pretty nicely. Like Shank was hanging in there. I kind of knew he wasn't going to win. I don't know. I just didn't feel like a tournament that he can win. But he played well until Sunday and I barely missed that top 20 which kind of hurt and uh still fine. Still a fine week cuz I, like I said I played Hideki like over fifty percent in DraftKings, and I had the top ten, which was my largest wager of the week. But I said we're going to talk collegiate golf, and now here we are.
1: Well, I do think it's worth—it's uh, definitely worth mentioning. Hideki's got to feel like he's on top of the world right now. He is on top of the world. It's between the between the Masters and now winning in your home country, all within the same calendar year is pretty pretty impressive. He's gonna keep winning. Sure, seems like it. I don't know. Uh, so, what when when Hideki was not winning, it was because of his putting.
0: Well, remember last week we looked at we looked inside the numbers at him specifically, and he was I think he was like sixty second. He was not good in the field and putting. Mm-hmm. That was over. That was probably a last twelve round number or something. But all the ball striking numbers were were solid, if not spectacular, and we figured. he's going to a golf course he's played well on before and it's in his home country and it's the kind of golf he should be used to and accustomed to. It wouldn't be a surprise to see that putting statistic flip. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened. But yeah, you know, he's kind of, he can be streaky and he can be a little crooked off the tee. He's not what you would call like a great driver of the golf ball. I mean, he's known as being a really, really terrific iron player, but. Certainly, the putter has held him back at times throughout his career.
1: Yeah, that always seemed to be the, and if I don't know what what were his, I don't know what his putting stats were at the Zozo, because we really, I watched holes nine through fourteen Saturday night at like one a.m. or Saturday morning at like one a.m. one thirty, and that was probably the only, the only Zozo coverage that I I put my eyes on. Throughout the uh, the week, the golf course looked sweet, it looked really nice, from what I uh, from the four holes I saw.
0: Well, we don't get any. We don't really know what his statistics were because we get no strokes data. We don't know where their shots are going, where they're playing from. All we have is the broadcast. There's no shot tracker. There's no, so therefore, there's no stats from the Zozo. But I will tell you that every time I saw a highlight on Twitter, which I also did not watch because hunter couldn't get us the golf channel in time um it's really i a, think i think what we really that really what we really sends need us to do a, is we need
1: diving. to we need to sit down i don't know if we need to crowdsource some money to get peter like the simplest of simple streaming streaming products that we have that offers the golf channel yeah, we but need to get this, that yeah. Peter does not Let's have this access guy. to the Golf Channel. <laughs> is absolutely ass. I have PJ
0: Tour Live <laughs> and PJ Tour Radio,
1: which doesn't cover the fall season. Is that correct? <laughs> Very like hefty it's, majority. It's pretty of the
0: fall light. Season. It's pretty light. Light on the fall season.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, so for the people at home keeping track, uh, one member of the podcast just got the Golf Channel back. Three days ago, and the other one doesn't have access to the golf channel.
0: So, we're really this is that's <laughs> it's no wonder that we're constantly giving out winners <laughs> yeah. given all the uh, all the all the all the viewing we're able to
1: no, we're no, we're in between a uh, weekends in between a rock and hard place. I don't know what to because the I guess you're only Are allowed. you telling
0: me this issue is going to persist.
1: Oh, I don't know what to do about it. Yeah, no, this you is, can't fix it. I don't think so. So, I so from what I have been told that their YouTube TV. Gives you six devices, and I believe that I was device number six to log on. So I don't. Even, I can't even. You I, can
0: just FaceTime me every time you watch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so and I've. Uh, I, I don't know what to do. The fact that you can't. I thought that we were pretty close to like a year ago, two years ago, to being able to buy individual channels. Where is that? Why?
0: Why can't? Yeah, I, I don't. I was just about to say I'm about to call Golf Channel and say I would just like the direct feed. Yeah. I will pay whatever it takes. Yours is the only channel I want. I'm not going to a cable provider. I'm not because you can't even watch like live golf channel if you buy Peacock, right?
1: Nope, you can't. Okay, I don't, I don't I know, just, know what that is. I
0: just, <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I'm under 50 years old and I just asked <laughs> <like>, that question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yes, I'm also a complete idiot when it comes to.
1: No, I'm not, I'm not thing, fully convinced what Peacock offers.
0: Eventually, golf is going to be back on regular network television where we all want to consume it anyway, even though you can't do it right. At least it's there and it's free. But I don't think we're getting closer to that for the Butterfield Bermuda because if nobody wants to play in this event, I can't imagine that the networks feel that there's a lot of people that want to watch it on television.
1: I think this could go down as the the least viewed golf tournament in the history of the golf channel. Couldn't be least
0: less viewed than the C J Cup, which wasn't on T V until very true. like That's very true. they were on the thirteenth tee, the leaders were.
1: I still think it's gonna be taught. I don't know what, what time zone is Bermuda in. You know. Well it's in
0: the Bermuda Triangle, so, so it's, <laughs> okay. it's, it's, it's that in time, time is a flat That doesn't an
1: answer uh <laughs> doesn't answer my question.
0: Time doesn't exist there,
1: Hunter. I'd like to think
0: this <laughs> is very true. Proverbial <laughs> fountain of youth. If you go there, you feel as though you live forever.
1: As uh, as Russ Cole once said, "Time is a flat circle."
0: Also, Brian Gay won there. Yes, he's
1: very old. Yeah, and Brian Gay. Speaking of Brian Gay, um, he is. I just saw his name. He's Absolute plus, plus for- three fifty to top twenty.
0: It's an S. Whoa!
1: For real? I told you these these top twenty numbers are crazy. Yeah. Plus three fifty a top
0: twelve. Oh, how am I gonna keep from clicking that?
1: I don't know. I saw it. there were there were a couple of them that I just like. I kind of like. I spit out my um, my coffee. At I, I go. What, what do you? I I guess I I. It is a very strange. I don't really want to get into it. Cause let's talk about this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. Before we get to collegiate golf, and cover what's happening with Michigan, Michigan State, and I think you're gonna talk about some other schools. Two hundred. Any other? Any other recaps or takeaways from the Zozo Championship, where Hideki Matsuyama whipped whipped the field and every gambler in sight won an outright, cashed an outright ticket, except for us.
1: Except um, for us. No, no, I don't think so. I wish I could have watched more of it. For some reason, I thought that the TV coverage was a little bit more in line with like a late Saturday night rather than like a a very late Saturday night into the Saturday. I think it was coverage ended at like 2.30, 3 a.m. our time. So that's a little, that's a little late for me. I, I can make it till on a Saturday. I can make it till maybe 1, 1.30, 2. That's,
0: see, I can't, when I, it's.
1: But that's I can't only. Stay,
0: I barely made it to the tee times of the leaders. I was like, my eyes were like shutting as I'm like trying to watch the, just watch, meaning refresh PGA Tour.com on my phone. My wife is like. Why are you looking at your phone so much? And I'm like,
1: Well Your screen time, your screen time on Saturday and Sundays must just be through the roof.
0: Well, and it was hilarious, during that you mentioned it over as this, this coverage ends at two thirty or whatever, like the first I wake up at like five <laughs> and I immediately reach for my phone and again Sarah's like, Peter, why it's the middle of the night. Why are you on your phone? Well there's this thing, it's called the Zozo Champion. <laughs> She's like put that damn thing away. I I'm figured like, I figured It's okay, Hideki won. We can go back to sleep. <laughs> Everything's fine. He oh so you you weren't ball. even
1: like you weren't even up yet. You were just like you were just like woke up.
0: If I get like just a, a few seconds of you know, even slight consciousness, I'm like
1: Scores scores. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, reaching over <laughs> Checking. That's the same thing that happens on a Tuesday and Friday morning because I can't stay up for the full, which we've discussed, Monday and Thursday night NFL games. I have to immediately check my phone to see did I win, did I lose, did I win any DraftKings lineups. No, Peter, you're still a loser. Why don't you get up and start your day now and go back to your day job.
1: See, I can't do that. I have to I have to stay awake for it. We've talked about this. I have to stay awake and take the pain that night cuz I don't want to wake up and start my day pissed off. I'd rather be pissed off, go to bed, sleep it off. You wake up and you're like instantly pissed before you even, sleep is more before you've even to talk to the day.
0: than the mood, whether I'm going to be pissy <laughs> or nice, I still need a full night's sleep the night
1: before. <laughs> yeah. I mean so for for example, last night I I had the saints Minus five, I think, and that didn't cover. I stayed up the entire time, watched it all, and I I sulked for a little bit afterwards, but then I went to bed, I woke up, and I felt fine.
0: Well, that's very good. I'm glad that you have that all psychologically figured out. It took time.
1: It took a long time, but I figured it out. (laughs)
0: Let's talk a little collegiate golf, shall we? Yeah. So Last we spoke, Michigan State... Boys, I believe, had just played pretty well. The girls from Michigan had moved into the; they were in the top ten in the national ranking. So we do have some some pretty good teams to cover. I know not everybody's playing in an event, but why don't you take it away, Hunter?
1: Yeah. So I, I uh, <clears throat> as our um, our local coverage is is dwindling down given the season, I. Uh, I dove pretty deep into the the college ranks uh, with Michigan and teams outside of just Michigan, Michigan State, as well as uh, some very prominent uh, college events. The the East Cup is or East Lake Cup is taking place um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week with with golf channel coverage. So I will talk about that as well. Um, the only the only school from um, between the Michigan State girls and Michigan State. Or Michigan boys and girls, and Michigan State boys and girls that are currently playing are the uh, Michigan State boys. They are playing in a 54-hole event down in Wilmington, North Carolina, hosted by the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. They are currently sitting in sixth place after day one. So after 36 holes, sixth place. Um, Ashton McCullough from we we talked about him last time from Ontario is leading the leading Michigan State right now. Um he opened up with a three under or he's three under par, one forty one through thirty-six holes. James Piat also playing very well. He is uh, one shot back of Ashton, currently in eleventh place. North Carolina, the host school, is currently leading the event at twelve under par five sixty four. I don't know if you remember Peter, um Austin Greaser, the uh, USAM runner up, is from North Carolina plays in North Carolina, so um, a little callback there from this summer. And I'm not sure where Austin, how, how Austin is currently playing, but uh, we will circle back with results um, next week, fi- final results. And then as far as the girls for Michigan State, they are off with the Michigan girls until the landfall tradition. That's at Wilmington, North Carolina. That's uh, October 29th, 30th, and 31st. The Michigan boys are off until they go play in Bermuda over Halloween weekend. And then from there, I did some digging. I think we we got some other schools in Michigan that I I feel deserve- um, Recognition? Recognition, I guess. Probably, I was thinking- Some recognition. Some recognition. Let's do some recognition. Let's recognize. Uh, A couple of the schools that we have not really talked about, one of them being uh, Eastern Michigan. So Eastern Michigan boys- just played on October 16th and 17th down at the North Carolina State at the Wolfpack Invitational. They did not play great. They finished uh, in T14th or 14th place over the, uh, over the tournament. The, Michi- or the Eastern Michigan girls just played at uh, the Florida International University Pat Bradley Invitational October 16th, 17th, 18th. They finished uh, 11th place in that event. And I've
0: that, played the Eastern Michigan University course. Any good? Several times. What course is it? It is called, it's either an eagle or a hawk. Uh, eagle Eye.
1: Because isn't is that like hawks?
0: Eagle Crest. Eagle Crest. Eagle Crest it is. That I'm starting to wonder
1: sense. if you have played the golf course. And that's,
0: yeah, I, <laughs> I probably, no. This was the course that we preferred to play as, uh, it became our favorite course as, students living in ann arbor is like a 20 minute drive really good mix of holes some water some hard holes some easy holes playable fun always in really good condition obviously u of m has an incredible university course but uh this was a slightly more affordable option and a little bit like u of m's course is
1: they didn't have a student a, a student rate.
0: They did, but still like a little too nice for maybe you're going out to just, you know, have a bit of a good time, play 18-0s while you're at it, you know, kind of a thing. Probably that's not the best course to go play. Eagle Crest was an awesome place to go play, so I do love it there. All right, so 14th for the boys. For Eastern, 11th for the girls.
1: Yes. Yep. And then um, they are done until, it seems like everyone's done pretty much until February now. Um, Continuing on in moving over to the, I guess, Eastern Michigan's in the MAC, aren't they? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So continuing on in the MAC, uh, Central Michigan is- Go Chips. Yep. Uh, currently in fourth out of 17 teams through two rounds of their 54 hole event that uh, concludes today. That is the uh, ter- Terrier Intercollegiate. That is down in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina at the Carolina Country Club. You ever played there? Fire
0: Up Chips is what I meant to say. Yes. Not Go Chips. Yeah. I believe that's the preferred nomenclature.
1: Correct. Yeah,
0: no. Good, I have not good. played Carolina Country Club.
1: Well,. Seems like, uh, seems like the CMU chips are are doing pretty well down there. Fourth, out of seventeen. We'll, I will circle back with uh, with final stats for that.
0: While on the subject of university courses, I'm going to venture a guess that the Central Michigan University course is n- none other than the infamous Polecat.
1: Polecat with a K. I don't know. So. I- there is no. Turns out there's no. I didn't know there was. I guess I like, maybe I did know there. Was, there's no boys golf team at CMU. Did you know that? Huh? No, no boys golf team at CMU or Western Michigan, which is where I'm taking our conversation after you. Do you figure out whatever you type in there? What are you typing? That has
0: to be. That has to be fixed.
1: So there's. I don't like that. Uh I got a 4 I got a 404 error on Central Michigan when I press the Boys Golf Team schedule. June
0: 13th, 2021, Hunter.
1: So are they just not
0: Central Michigan Athletics today announced the addition of a men's golf program beginning in the 2022-23 season.
1: So I have no infor- I, so I have no information about it. that hasn't started yet. I imagine that's springtime.
0: I'm sorry, could you say that again?
1: That doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that they have started or that they have a team yet. They
0: do not have a team. They will not be beginning until the 2022-23 season, which I would imagine would be about a year from now. So the next the fall of the of twenty twenty
1: two. Where are they playing? Where do they play their home golf? You got that handy? That's where we
0: began, isn't it?
1: That's that's what led us on this uh, this tangent. I assume it's. I, I don't know where else it would be.
0: They've immediately begun a national search to find a head coach to lead the program.
1: Could you, Matt, I mean, think about it. You could work a couple of days in Chicago, drive up to...
0: Yeah, I was, that'd be easy to, for me to finish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, when I when I started saying what I said, I was thinking we were talking about Western Michigan, so that would make a little bit, it'd be on your way at least. The, the Central would be tough.
0: is not on my way. How is it not? I go through Grand Rapids. I, stay, I hug the coast. Kalamazoo is like right in the middle of the state. We're covering it excuse, all here today. Excuse Season me. Season 2, episode you 6. Have... Geography. Michigan State Geography. One. Th- Driving from Chicago, you need me to explain this to Petoskey? You do not go through Kalamazoo. You can if you just keep going down 94.
1: Is that adding a lot of time? Yes. It's adding a lot so of time. So you get on 196. Yes. So it, I take it's really only straight way
0: instead of touring or going all the way do I want to drive through Lansing to get from Chicago to Potaski on or no Well you
1: wouldn't have to why would you drive through Lansing
0: Pretty damn close if I'm going all the way to Kalamazoo
1: Kalamazoo and Lansing are like an hour and a half away from each other <laughs> You ever driven on 94 in the in the winter time I've of the, driven one on of the 90. scariest roads I've ever been on when
0: it goes down to two lanes
1: When it goes to two lanes and it's it's all trucks whip, whipping across and it's all trucks Yes I've seen yeah. well have you ever seen no really get off topic about four years ago, five years ago, there was that video that surfaced of where it was all icy, and it was just car after car after car just hitting hitting, 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 hitting. It was all on ninety-four. Ninety four, death trap. Stay away from ninety-four, if you can. I haven't I'm
0: used to making really long drives, waking up going to three thirty kicks <clears throat> in Ann Arbor, waking up in Chicago, four or five AM. Driving ninety four all the way there, parking, tailgating, going to the game, <clears throat> usually spending the night, and then waking up the next morning, and coming back. Sometimes even coming back the same day. But now that I have a two year old, I have to
1: say that sounds like pre fatherhood. Two
0: yeah, <laughs> two seasons without any of those trips. I I really tried hard to talk Sarah into going, but she wouldn't have it.
1: Well, maybe uh, maybe about four more years, five more years, you can tell Sarah to kick rocks. You just take Dorothy with you.
0: You want to – oh, yeah. It's Dorothy riding in the car more than being able to handle the the day.
1: Is that three hours? It's uh, four and
0: a half. It's brutal. Well, that's four. It's four plus. Yeah. Four plus is probably the way to put it. Speaking of which, do we want to spend a second on the game on Saturday?
1: Yeah. I already have two bets on Michigan State.
0: Okay, yeah. You want to tell us what those are?
1: Uh, plus four, and the money line, plus one fifty.
0: <laughs> so you're quite confident in the Spartans.
1: Um, nah, I wouldn't say I'm. I wouldn't say I'm overly confident in. I've actually watched. Was it? C-
0: pardon me for cutting you off, which I'm. <laughs> this is
1: the tenth time this episode. Yeah, yep, I do to it, it all it. the yep, time.
0: What's up? Didn't you just quit gambling one week ago? That was, if I remember correctly, that was one week ago today, so and right. you are just hot to trot on Brian to top twenty at the Bermuda plus three fifty, and now you're telling me you're double you've doubled down on the on Sparty.
1: I um, I unretired on on Sunday. I made one bet.
0: Welcome back out of Bank- retirement.
1: I bet uh, the Bengals money line parlayed with the Titans money line. Very nice. So that was plus eight hundred on a. Pretty good, pretty nice size. Just one single bet, so that very nice. that has given me enough money now to Wished. to experiment uh, <laughs> into next week. Very nice. Um,
0: well, we're glad to have you back.
1: Yeah. So I've actually watched more Michigan. I think I've watched more Michigan games. They've just been at better times for for being a state fan. I've watched more Michigan games this year. So you are you realize that they're not very good, Michigan. Yeah. I think they have some gaping holes um, in their in their game. I think it'll be very. I think this will be. A very good game. I do. I think it's going to be one of the better games. Obviously, it's like without – it's a top-ten matchup, but one of the recent – better games in recent memory, I hope. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I I have two bets, and I'm hoping that uh, the Michigan faithful, as they typically always do, they push that Michigan line at least a point and a half more so I I can go back for thirds.
0: Okay, so wrap us up on the collegiate golf then. With the you're going to take us down to Kalamazoo, even though you have yes. no idea where it is, and talk to us about Western Michigan. <laughs> and congratulations to Central Michigan for getting a men's golf team.
1: Yeah, so now you just need, just so research now when the Western Michigan team's getting a golf team because <laughs> they don't have one either. Uh, so finishing up the collegiate golf. The Western Michigan girls just finished T uh, third at an October 18th-19th uh, two-day tournament down in Evansville, Indiana. They have a um, a girl by the name of uh, Alyssa Fish who just finished. Uh, she finished tied for medalist honors at in Evansville, lost in a playoff. And then she also got her her first winner of her career down at the the EMU Invitational, which we know now is at where? Eagle Crest. Eagle Crest. Uh, she got her first win ever on October 4th and 5th. So uh, Alyssa is just cleaning up the Mac, MAC Scholar Athletes of the Week Awards right now. She's won two out of the last three. Um, so congratulations to the Western Michigan girls team. Peter is on the verge of of figuring out
0: No, I'm just looking at the Western <laughs> girls golf team Facebook page.
1: Anything anything to show there.
0: Yeah, I was gonna tell you that she just won the female scholar athlete of the week for the second time, but nope, you, you she covered that. So. I did.
1: Um and then finally <laughs> we are we are going outside of Michigan for They're the They're
0: good. Let's go Broncos. They are
1: good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's then, eleven.
0: There's twelve. Twelve what? Times I've got you yeah. <laughs> <one. laughs>
1: Yep. (laughs) Finally, depending on what time, uh, depending on how long it takes Peter to produce this episode, you might be able to catch this coverage today, Tuesday, October twenty sixth. The East Lake Cup is taking place uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. For people that don't know, the East Lake what Cup
0: is, this? is a, I'm people that don't know is a match play event that's against
1: the the top four men's programs in collegiate golf and the top four women's programs in collegiate golf. This is like the if you are playing in this event, you are a you are. Very, Let me guess for the men, four teams,
0: Oklahoma State. Okay, are you going to tell me yes or no after every yes?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's yes. Georgia, no.
0: Alabama. I knew I never should have said that I'd take that one back. Okay. You can have it back. Oklahoma. Yes. Okay, I stopped there.
1: Uh, Texas. Nope. Boy, that's you, you,
0: too many Big 12 schools. That's why so, I'm lost.
1: Oklahoma. It's
0: got to be somebody from California. I was going to go out on a limb and I was going to say something like Pepperdine.
1: Correct. Which that's not really a limb because Pepperdine is the defending NCAA champions. Right,
0: exactly. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to say it's another team from the West. It is. And it's from the Northwest. It's not.
1: Mm.
0: It's so, from the Southwest. It is.
1: Well, actually- Still I, in California. Do I, do I really know where it is? My <laughs> no, geography- you probably not Not great.
0: So are we still in California? No, no.
1: Big party school.
0: Arizona State.
1: Yes. So Oklahoma uh, currently ranked number one in the country. Arizona State currently ranked number two in the country. Uh, Pepperdine currently ranked ninth, but coming off of the uh, NCAA championship. Out one. on a
0: limb, just like I said.
1: Yep. And then Oklahoma State uh, currently ranked fourth- uh, so that is the the men's side of things. So I was right. Yep. So they are they did a a Monday. The way it works is uh, there's individual play on Monday, and then a team format on Tuesday and Wednesday. For the women, uh, Arizona, Duke, Oklahoma State, and Ole Miss are are playing. So uh, and this is on TV. This is yep. If you would like to watch this, uh, this for is those the, of us that have Golf Channel. Yep. This 14. is on the Golf Channel between three and six. Eastern time Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, October 25th through the 27th. So, um, obviously, You're some- listening
0: on radio, sorry that we didn't cut that already. Yes, <laughs> we acknowledge that it's Wednesday night.
1: Yes, we do. Yeah, so you are, you missed it. We will, but we will follow back up next week with, uh, with some updates on the on the East Lake Cup.
0: Let's get into the Butterfield Bermuda Championship, shall we, Hunter? We shall. The single least popular tournament among tour players. Would you agree?
1: I can't think of one that has had less interest.
0: Friend of the show, Rob Bolton, is having himself one hell of the week, keeping <laughs> track of the the drops and the ads to the yeah, field.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, this has got to be his busiest week they they have they have one I mean they have uh absolved all priority list, everything. I'm not sure who's who's the last guy in this field.
0: Did you see that Olin Brown is in this field and I think he was he's probably kind of high on the list.
1: No, I mean imagine that if you if you looked up <laughs> well, I guess I can just tell you so the the furthest the
0: <laughs> aren't we supposed to be the resource?
1: Yes, there are some some players in this field that are. Olin Brown is currently uh, plus a hundred thousand to win the golf tournament.
0: What's Olin Brown's world ranking right now? Is he listed? He's sixty. He's over sixty years old. Does he even? I know. By the way, did you see Bernard Langer won a tournament? Where? Oldest player to ever win a Champions Tour event. Can you guess how old Bernard Langer is right now?
1: Uh, oldest player to ever win which doesn't really mean much, I don't think. Um, on the Champions Tour. I know. So I, I, he's probably been on the – he just eclipsed his like winning number from his from the actual tour. I think it's like, like 12 years on, 63, 64?
0: 62, that's a hell of a good guess, 62. That might 62 be the best guess change. I've ever had in one of your little – Yeah, little, I love – my trivia is so good. I'm hard, <laughs> hard to guess. That was kind of an easy one. Bernard Langer, oldest player to win a Champions Tour event. And I think – did you just say he eclipsed? I think he tied, right? He has as many champions tour victories as PGA tour victories.
1: That's it was either that or like he has the same amount of money as his something where they are um
0: A true all time great, Bernard Langer. What an absolute grinder. I saw him he tweeted about it too. So fun winning this week, blah blah blah. This oldest champ blah blah blah. Let's do it again next week. <laughs> he's just all he's like the Sung J M of the champions tour. I, <laughs> he never runs out of energy.
1: I don't know how old Olin Brown or what official Go- World Golf Ranking Olin Brown is because you only can do top 300, 300 searches per page. You might you might have better luck finding Olin Brown's kid before you find Olin Brown.
0: Okay, so that's what we're dealing with this week.
1: Year-end ranked from um, 2020, he is currently 1,894th um, as of the end of the year 2020. He has played... <laughs> Uh, five events since 2009.
0: I'm surprised it's that many. (laughs) So anyway, that's what we're dealing with here this week. This this is
1: where I feel like you flourish. I'm sitting here like not knowing up from down, side from side. I I imagine you're just like your mind's turning.
0: My mouth is watering (laughs) for the opportunity to bet this field because there's some serious opportunities is created here. So- Before we get into the board, let's talk a little bit about the golf course. Port Royal, Bermuda, par 71, three par fives here, 68, just over 6,800 yards, the Robert Trent Jones course. This is so short. So short. It is the second shortest course that we play all year on tour, second only to Pebble Beach. Short players... It is, it is almost this is as little advantage from being long off the tee as you can possibly have on any golf course all year long. Corollaries. What works here? What leads to success here? If you can believe it, now a skill that is frankly becoming extinct or looked upon as not even a skill in the modern game of golf, the most direct corollary to success on this golf course is driving accuracy. You must be able to play from the fairway. Look at the past winners. It's not a big surprise. And that's not even looking at winners or top 10. That's the whole field. What do you have to do well at Port Royal to score? You must hit the fairway. Interestingly, that's not because the rough in itself is penal. It's short rough, and it is there are trees, but it's not dense forest, obviously. We're on, on the shore. So why is it at such a premium to hit the fairway? I think what you would have players might say is hardest part about this golf course is the wind. We all know how hard it is to hold a green, to judge distance, etc. when you are playing from rough. It is so much easier to control the spin of your golf ball when you are playing from fairway. Players who hit the fairway, players who play well in wind, who plays well in windy condition, guys who hit it good, guys who hit it lower than most and guys who are consistent ball strikers. Past leaderboards, I mentioned um, Brendan Todd one here. That was two years ago. Um, and then I mentioned Brian Gay as well One the following year. Brian Gay is among a pretty short list of players, I believe, who has finished in the top 20 in both of the previous two editions of this tournament.
1: I believe I believe that.
0: As Hunter mentioned, he's plus 350 to top 20, which is something that stood out right away. Was that to, true? Did uh, I get
1: that? That didn't seem like that seemed too high. Oh, yeah, yeah, plus 350. Plus
0: 350 to top 20, so that's <clears throat> um pretty interesting. What's interesting about this golf course is that you would think because it's so short, because it's seaside, there's not a lot of trouble coastal resort these guys are really going to light it up right in truth we're probably looking at a winning score in the mid-ish teens gay one here at 15 the average cut here has actually been even par so that shows you that this golf course is not that easy it's not so much of a birdie fest as it is fairways and greens keep it in play Keep it under the wind. And then I do think you have to look at potential splits here as we get closer to tee times on Thursday and weather forecasts. There is an opportunity on a seaside course like this for the morning or afternoon wave on Thursday to have a significant advantage over the other. So that's something to be aware of. Now, despite that, I've already gone ahead And made uh, two bets. I liked guys right out of the gate at numbers that I saw. And then I mentioned Hunter likes the Brian Gay plus 350. Obviously, we have to adjust our... Everything is relative. So you have to adjust your expectations when you look at this odds board. But I will take you through it right now. And you will see that these guys are at numbers that you will never... You've never seen them before, and probably will never see them again. So Matthew Fitzpatrick leads is at the top of the odds board coming off a victory at uh, Valderrama. He's ten to one. I've, I've heard him. As, I think you said you saw him as low as nine or eight to one. Yeah, I nine right here. Uh, Christian Bezudin, who is a great Bermuda putter on Bermuda grass, this week not so straight off the tee. Fourteen to one. Patrick Reed is in this field and not the betting favorite at 18 to 1. Again, we have to make a decision on what to do about that. Last time we saw him, he was 65 to 1. That was 2 weeks ago at the CJ Cup. He did not play well. Mito Pereira, I have bet at 20 to 1. I love Mito this week. I think this is uh he's one of the 10 or 15 best players in this field. Easily, and I think the 20-to-1 number is totally fair, so I'm in on that. Seamus Power is right behind him, 22-to-1. Seamus has some great ball-striking statistics. Over the last 50 rounds, he is 12th on the entire PGA Tour in total strokes gained, so he's been hot. He won last fall. Um, I, I, under, I would understand that play, and I'll probably use a little bit of him in DraftKings this week. Danny Willett who also just won, won the Alfred Dunhill, is at 27-1, to 1, which is hard to believe. Hayden Buckley, had a hot start to his PGA Tour career, 27. Adam Hadwin representing some value, I think, at 31-1. to 1. This is an interesting course for Hadwin, a course where he should excel. Behind him, Chad Ramey, Guido Migliosi, the Italian, Matthias Schwab, Sahith Vigala, Russell Knox is 37-1, to who I really like this week. He's a great short course player, a great wind player, and he is sixth over the last 12 rounds in this field in fairways gained, which is a, a statistic that I think is just hugely important this week. Interesting to note, Mito Pereira is fourth in that same statistical category. So in addition to being long and strong, he's also very, very straight. And then at 41 to 1, the other guy who I really like in this field is another really good short course player, Denny McCarthy. Just take length out of the equation, require people to hit fairways, and get a winning score in the mid teens, coming off some decent a decent finish at the Sanderson, and then I don't I think he missed the cut at Summerlin. This should be a good fit for him. Phenomenal putter on all services, including Bermuda and a guy who I think has has winning upside has contended in a few events here over the course of the past 6 months to a year. He hasn't been in great form, but I do like him in this spot at at 41 to 1 checks the box in a lot of those key categories in terms of uh hitting fairways, playing good on coastal courses, playing good on short courses and being able to handle himself in the wind. So that's a quick sort of snapshot of the odds board in some of the places that I'm looking. I haven't bet any finishing positions yet, but I'm sure that I will add them to my card as the week goes on. I'll certainly be looking at uh Russell Knox numbers for possible top twenties and top tens because I do think he's a he's a good fit here and in, in decent enough form. I think you're gonna see a lot of love from the gambling community for for Russell Knox this week on a short course seaside you know, there's going to be a lot of people gravitating to him. He's only seventy-seven hundred on on DraftKings, which is a really nice price for the kind of player that he is. So, what else stands out to you about this tournament?
1: Hunter? So, outside of that, uh, <clears throat> that plus three fifty on Brian Gay that I will be clicking on, I, I probably will be clicking on uh, Danny McCarthy to top twenty as well as plus one seventy five. Uh, as Peter mentioned, uh, some decent form. He also he t fourth here last year, t fifteenth the year before, um, and his his two previous starts at the Bermuda, So I expect him to continue his form. I I'm almost tempted to tell you to click on Adam Hadwin at 31 to 31 because I got him at 22. So that seems like uh you're catching a lot more catching a lot more bang for your buck than I ever would be. It.
0: I I do like Hadwin. I mentioned Brian Gay top twentying real quick. Sorry, Hunter, in the in the previous editions. Also, the others who have done that are David Hearn, Hank Lebiota, Ryan Armour, Denny McCarthy, as Hunter just pointed out, Kramer Hickok, and Russell Knox, indeed, has done, has top 20 in, in, in the two versions of this. So,
1: And uh, Kramer, Kramer is plus 275 to top 20. Uh, I just saw Ryan Armour is plus 200 to top 20. Russell Knox plus 163. And the Hank Odo is one. He's at plus one seventy-five to top twenty as well. So there are some some very interesting plus top twenty numbers that I have a feeling that I will be <clears throat> will be clicking on.
0: Did you mention Von Taylor's name?
1: I did not mention Von. Can you Ta- pull
0: his top twenty odds?
1: Yep, Von Taylor is currently sitting at
0: he's ninth in fairways gained over the last 12 rounds and he grades out really well in custom models from guys like the PGA tout.
1: <clears throat> he's plus 300 to top 20.
0: Okay, so I think that's really interesting right there alongside Brian Gay, again mm-hmm. these older experienced shorter hitters who can really keep the ball in play, be really disciplined with their approaches into the greens. You know, you're you're looking at a this is not Again, it's not so much of a of a birdie fest. It's really not. You're looking at when Brian Gay won here. It took minus eight for the week to top 20. So something to keep in mind that like these older guys who can hit it straight, keep it in play. You know, like like that list we just gave you of the you know David Hearn and guys like that. That's exactly the kind of game type that I think can really do well here here in addition to i just think mito is on fire which is why i i outrighted that and the form is just so strong and this does line up as a really good uh fit for him because he's just fourth and fairways gained with that kind of ball striking prowess in the wind with a not too crazy of a winning score i think is uh sets up sets up really nice for mito So Vaughn, I mentioned because he's one of my favorite DraftKings plays. He's 6,800. Some other guys that are down low in DraftKings that I think are worth your attention. If you're uh, playing DraftKings this week, who's first in fairways gained over the last 12 rounds despite not playing well hardly at all? Brian Stewart. He's missed the last four cuts. But he's exactly that David Hearn, Russell Knox, kind of. He's not quite as strong with his irons, particularly over the last 12, 59th in greens and red gained. But this being a much shorter course than some of the courses we've been playing, he's going to be in the fairway as often or more often than any other player in this field, unless something you know really goes wrong with his ball striking. That's, again, a skill set that's valued here far more than almost any other course all year. So. He's 7,100 in DraftKings, probably has really good top 20 numbers based on his lack of good results. Um, Plus 250, top 20. Yeah. Matthew Neesmith is $7,300. Again, a guy that keeps it in play, good with uh, fairways and greens, good gaining greens and regulation, uh, has had some good – long-term form. So I think he's interesting at $7,300. I mentioned Russell Knox at 7,700. Denny McCarthy, I think is reasonably priced. So a lot of my lineups will start Mito, Denny, Knox, uh, and Phil from there. I may mix in some Seamus power because I do think he's an interesting play this week. And then my alternative lineups will have Mito, Hadwin, Skip McCarthy, and then play in those low sevens with guys like Stewart and Neesmith and, uh, um,
1: even Lee Hodges, I
0: think at 7,300 is a pretty decent play this week. He grades out as being a good win player mm-hmm. and another sort of just steady Eddie. Keep it in play. Um, don't make any big numbers. Kind of a player.
1: Well, that's all I, uh, really have in relation to the Bermuda. I, um,
0: Oh, I thought you'd want to spend hours talking about the Bermuda.
1: No, no, I don't think, um, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're, okay, quick, quick picks. Your bets for the week that you know for sure you're you're on.
1: Yeah, uh, bets I know for sure that I'm on. Um, I will for sure bet Brian Gay plus 350. Um, I will for the sure. Top 20. Top 20, yes. Uh, thank you. Um, I will for sure bet uh, Denny McCarthy, the top. 20 at plus 175 um i will most likely click on russell knox to top 20 at plus 163 and then i really like um brian stewart to to top 20 at the number he was at which was 250
0: plus 250 nice bonus picks michigan state plus four michigan state money line Saving bullets to get back in again if the number drifts.
1: Yeah, and a live bet potentially if needed. Heavy. During game. Heavy
0: on Sparty for Hunter.
1: Yeah. I uh, I mean, Jim Harbaugh hasn't won a big game in his entire life a while at Michigan. So I don't expect him to start now. I don't know why he would. What changed? You have your reasons. This well, is just well, a, if in he... case
0: anyone's wondering, well, I doubt anybody cares, I will not be betting on the game on Saturday unless there's some kind of weird line movement or some kind of tip. I happen to have very little faith in this version of the Wolverines. I I have not been able to see Michigan State very much this year. Based on just the numbers and some of the results, uh, I think that that the Michigan State passing game could have a – we're going to need a – Michigan will need a really good pass rush because I do think we have not been tested in the secondary. I do think that there are some big plays potentially there for the taking. And then ultimately the game's going to come down to Michigan's passing game as we've all been, as Michigan fans have been waiting this whole year just after Ronnie Bell got hurt. Are we going to have some kind of a passing game? So we'll see how that, uh, those, I I really think the passing games on both sides, Michigan's going to need to pass it well and stop the pass to succeed in this game. I'm not convinced that they can do it, particularly not on the road. We'll see. It'll be, it should be, I'm hard-pressed to think that either one of these teams go in there and really like handle the other team. Not really ha- like I don't see a lopsided outcome to you.
1: No, I don't think so. I think the I think the best thing that happened for Michigan and Har- Harbaugh is is I think Harbaugh paid off Vegas to to make them the favorites. I think they would be the favorites anyways, but the but the records between Harbaugh when he's the favorite and when he is the underdog are daunting. So I think just him not being the underdog going into the game is a big plus for michigan
0: that's an interesting outlook
1: well i mean he's like he's like two and something against like he's won three or four games as an underdog in his ten year at michigan ever
0: yeah it's really really rough
1: but the exact opposite like he wins the games he's supposed to win he does not win the games he's not he does not win the games that he could potentially win
0: yeah yeah the ones that are toss-ups where it's hardly ever come out on top no very rare and if you're underdogs, you can basically forget about it. Yep. Anyway, that's well, enough about that. My quick picks, Mito, twenty to one, Denny, forty one. Um, uh, I feel really good about both those guys, so we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, unpredictable with the draws, the weather, the wind. Um, but those are two guys, all things being equal, that I really like, and then I'll look at Russell Knox. To top 20, top 10, and I'll probably get in on the Brian Gay show at plus 350 to top 20 because boy, that's hard to turn down.
1: Yep, that's already been clicked on. For me, I'm uh, I'm locked in for this week. All
0: right, we'll thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Go. Blue. Yeah, we should get a final shout out. To, uh, Jim Reed Furniture just uh, extended his sponsorship for another year, so we're stuck doing yeah, this for yeah. at least another 12 months. Yeah,
0: and y'all are stuck with us. Yeah. So
1: go buy a, go buy a couch go buy something good idea